You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. Hello, this is Ruv English and I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your time once again and welcome back for it is a Friday and it's been something of a Friday tradition for some weeks now to speak to the music journalist Lydia Athanasopoulou, who is in Siglifier that sadly I'm not anymore, but uh, perhaps we shall meet again in person in that beautiful part of Iceland before too long, Lydia. Hello, Darren. Lovely to be back with you too. And yes, indeed, I hope you managed to come back up to Siglifier at some time soon. We do have the Folk Music Festival actually coming up uh, the first weekend of July, I believe 6th to 9th. So if you or any of the listeners are interested in uh, folk music from Iceland and other countries, they have a lovely programme uh, lined up. And folk music is indeed something we looked at in, I think, the third episode of our music shows here as we look at the history of Icelandic music through a variety of different genres. Uh, we've looked at electronic music and listened to it, jazz, folk, rimur, classical music, music for choirs, the golden oldies, the history of Eurovision, the electric guitar, new wave, the accordion and its central role at, in the heart of so much Icelandic music, punk, which I know was a, a favourite episode of yours. And I think maybe today's episode, I, I don't know, I get the sense that this is going to be a favourite of yours as well. It's black metal. Um, and yes. how it's represented in Iceland. And a lot of the Scandinavian countries do quite well when it comes to black metal. Does Iceland sort of fit in with that Scandinavian uh, feel as far as that genre has, do you think? They absolutely do. They absolutely do. You're very right. Uh, black metal is, I would say, um, originates from the Scandi countries. And Iceland has been doing a good job of continuing um, that journey. Uh, it's, if not one of my absolute favorites, but overall black metal as a genre of metal, I, I do like, and I have been listening to for a number of years. And I think Iceland uh, has some really good representatives uh, of this genre. Um, how would you define it? How would I define black metal? Um, it's a heavier, more abrasive, faster version of traditional metal, which is a heavier version of what once was called, I guess, heavy rock, which then mm. turned into heavy metal. Um, so, you know, some people call ACDC heavy rock, but then, uh, of course, you know, anything Ozzy Osbourne then, yes. you know, helped form uh, metal music. And uh, its origins are, of course, you know, in rock music uh, originally. Uh, and it sort of evolved over the 70s. And we do see, we do have some heavy rock bands uh, in Iceland at the 70s. Um, I did actually want to start this show with one of the bands from that era uh, called Ice Cross, because um, I think I, I, while doing my research, I came across this band Ice Cross and I really liked them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought it would be a sort of good introduction to, uh, to what heavy music in Iceland uh, originally sounded like. And then we can look at some more uh, black metal bands. Okay, so this would be a piece of music on the cusp then, I guess, as, as black metal is beginning to, to form its identity in Iceland. Uh, yes, just just before, just before that. that. So yeah, okay. yeah if, if black metal sort of emerged in the mid 80s, uh, sort of parallel to punk, because a lot of the early black metal stuff uh, from Norway, for example, uh, they, they have very similar, uh, similar sound and often a similar uh, rhythm to punk, but it's the, the, 
The production is much noisier. It's very often very lo-fi, recorded on home equipment. Uh, the vocals are also uh, more like screaming, if not ye like yelling, which would be punk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, and of course, the aesthetic, uh, the visual aesthetic, is is uh, a little akin to punk again, with sort of spikes sure. and leather jackets. But you also have corpse paint, so painting your face black and white. And lots of references to um, perhaps medieval uh, warriors and uh, sort of um, imposing historic battles or pieces of history. And of course, in Iceland, related to the Viking era. Yes. And while there is a subgenre of, you know, Viking rock, or Viking metal here in Iceland, um, we will not be touching on any of that today. Okay, well, let's hear from Ice Cross then. As you said, a band from just before the point that death or black metal, as you'd say, death metal is a whole other thing. Black metal started mm -hmm. to assemble itself. What are we going to hear from Ice Cross? So from Ice Cross, we're going to hear a track called Jesus Freaks. And I, I just want to sort of give a little prologue to this. Um, so they formed in about the 1970s. And uh, a few years later on in 1994, Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys said that Iceland has produced one of the darkest, grimish, and most brutal psych records I've ever heard, <laughs> Ice Cross. And it's interesting he calls them psych, uh, you know, calls it, he calls it a psych record because, of course, at that time there is that crossover with uh, psychedelic music. And, and I guess it, a lot of that uh, heavier sound is a reaction to the hippie sound, which we've also touched on in a previous show, which, uh, of course, is very loving and uh, flowery and often uh, politicized as well. But um, metal goes a, a step beyond that. It's not just politicized. It's often very antisocial. And uh, it is said of Ice Cross that they were the noisiest band in Iceland. Mm -hmm. They had eight Marshall boxes with four 10-inch speakers uh, in each one. The drummer had built his own drum kit out of aluminium. <laughs> and uh, when Pete Townsend was in Iceland uh, playing with The Who, uh, he was totally engrossed by their set, apparently sitting by the side of the stage, completely speechless. Um, and th the record that they, they have from that time, from 1973, I believe, uh, is a, a fantastic record. It gets progressively heavier and longer as it uh, moves on and they blend elements that are of that time. So sort of psych rocky stuff. But as you said, it's on that cusp when music yep. is starting to turn evil and dark and heavy.
That is Ice Cross and Jesus Freaks. And is that track also 50 years old then from 1973? Yes, that from is the from, their, wow. from, yeah, from their record one LP. I only sound amazed because I turned 50 myself last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I can't quite believe that anything is as old as me. <laughs> well, Te Hamanyu, <laughs> and uh, may, may your legacy uh, continue just like Ice Cross's has. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Takfia. Um, One of the reasons that I shy away, I think, instinctively from genres like black metal is that you get band names like Wormlust. <laughs> that is the, very, very the name true. of the next I, band we're going to hear from. Yes. Yes, I have to warn you that throughout this episode, we're going to be hearing various <laughs> gruesome, grueling words. And that is very much part of the uh, aesthetic of black metal. It's um, uh, it, it embraces and often celebrates the dark side of, of humanity, the sort of dark side of sound, if you will. Um, so Worm Lust, indeed, yeah, they started back in 2006 and um, they have been quite instrumental in the development of this scene, uh, sort of they placed psychedelic black metal, if you will, akin to um, a very pop popular band called Leviathan of that genre. But they also have elements of sort of 2000s post-metal, which was popularized by bands like Isis or, or OM or Year of No Light. And their uh, record, The Feral Wisdom, uh, was their first full-length LP. And it's it's really a phenomenal LP. It's, it's very exciting and engrossing, and it takes different turns here and there from start to finish. Um, so I thought we would listen to something from that record. We're going to listen to Au Altari Meistarans, which translates to The Master's Altar.
Oh, Altri Mestrans by Wormlust, which is an English word or two English words stuck together. I'm not sure how you would translate that directly into Icelandic as we listen to the history of Icelandic music today through the genre of black metal. Lydia, where next? So next up, we're going to another band that is has become very popular uh, from the black metal scene in Iceland called Misthirming, which uh, translates to maltreatment. They started out in uh, twenty, in, sorry, in tw- two thousand and thirteen, mm-hmm. and they they play more traditional second wave sound of Scandi black metal, but they combine it with sort of post metal, ambient black metal, and it's very dynamic. The the final result and their compositions are a bit more expansive. They they get quite avant garde at times, and. Um, Fans of the sort of more post-hardcore genre will enjoy them. You know, I think their vocals are a little heavier, sort of think neurosis and less uh, sort of high-pitched, ripped vocals that are very traditional in the black metal genre. Um, and with them, even though their the compositions can, you know, change directions, they never stretch out for too long. Uh, mm. You know, it's it's never a very long song, which is can be one of the pitfalls of, of epic genres, sort of just taking it a bit too far. Um, and in 2016, they were actually named one of the best Icelandic metal bands by the magazine Metal Hammer, which is, of course, the magazine about metal music. So we're going to listen to their track, uh, Happened," which translates to Blood Revenge.
misstreaming. We've touched on this, I think, at the start of the programme, something about Scandinavia, and by extension Iceland, that lends itself to this kind of music. I wonder what that is. Yeah, you're you're very true. Uh, I think the the landscape here definitely lends itself. Uh, the 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 harsh weather, the winter darkness, but also you know they have this Viking history. You also have nature which can which can be very violent. Um, there's primitive looking surroundings. Um, so I think we may not have you know the. <laughs> the expansive forests that uh, Norway has, which of course lend themselves to very spooky and, and uh, sinister uh, yes. settings. And, and uh, as far as I know, we also haven't had any murders and church burning here in Iceland as uh, Norwegian black metal has had. Um, so I think this is one of the reasons why uh, it lends itself quite well uh, to Iceland, but also because Iceland, as we've mentioned very many times throughout these uh, sort of programs, is that they they are never too far behind from what's going on around the rest of the world. And if you also think that um, Iceland does, of course, have a very deep connection with other Scandinavian countries, mm. uh, I think it makes sense that um, that you know it would follow in the footsteps of its yeah. of its uh, sibling nations. Well, it's a whole other conversation, but I do think of Iceland as Scandinavian, even if geographically, even if you you know, look at it on a map and say, well, it doesn't it doesn't belong to that bit that hangs down on the other side of the North Atlantic. It mm -hmm. feels like a Scandinavian country. And uh, and certainly as far as our conversation about black metal is concerned. And in the next band we're going to hear, it's a piece of music, which is titled Wolves of a Red Sun, which, I mean, again, that feels pretty Scandinavian to me. What will we hear about regarding Svarti Dothi? Yes, so Svartitoidi uh, translates to Black Death, um, or, you know, the plague, Black Death. And um, they play black metal music in the vein of the first wave of Norwegians, black metal uh, music, so like Satyricon or Bathory or Mayhem. But they have uh, heavier vocals, um, some melodic interludes, uh, sort of discordant textures. And they, they sometimes also have this sort of psychedelic uh, overtone uh, which, um, you know, is not often found in this genre. Um, but the way they do it is very successful. And uh, they have a handful of releases and some demos and EPs, three full-length albums. And they've mainly been released uh, by German and Norwegian labels. Um, they did split up last year, from what I know. But um, they're still worth checking out. And like you said, we're going to listen to Wolves of a Red Sun. And uh, put an asterisk on wolves, because we'll return to that in a minute.
Svaltudoidi and wolves of a red sun. And we, we had to put an asterisk, you said, against the word wolves in that title a few moments ago. Why? So one of the uh, bands we're going to talk about in a minute um, have also taken part in something that is called Ulfsmesa, which means uh, wolf mass, so hence the asterisk. And uh, this was a collaborative performance by uh, a number of bands from the scene that was part ritual, part live show. Um, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but the, the ones they did do were very successful and sort of here in Iceland and as far as I know, also uh, abroad. And uh, they were collaborative efforts. And even though they were live shows of, you know, mainly from uh, metal or hardcore or black metal bands, there were also other elements in there that sort of enhanced the whole experience. They had Hammond and Roland synthesizers. They had trumpets and horns and cellos. They were burning candles and incense. Uh, there were bones decorating the stage. And of course, then, of course, your classic trio of guitar, drums and bass. But um, this is, I think, also quite uh, characteristic of uh, the metal scene and also the black metal scene, that there is a rather ritualistic approach to uh, the music and being in the bands. Uh, of course, you're playing in a band and you're making music and you're probably having fun with your friends. But at times it can get very serious and rather introspective, uh, you know, the way a lot of occult things do. Um, so if you have never attended a black metal show, then um, you, you might not know what I'm talking about. But if you've attended anything where uh, you feel this deep, expansive connection with everything else, because mm. the music is just so engrossing and so loud, <laughs> then you might know what I'm talking about. And so we're going to hear from a band called Neve. Yes. So Neve, uh, I believe, translates to new. And they broke onto the scene in a very big way because um, they played at the uh, quite famous and excellently curated Roadburn Festival uh, in the Netherlands in 2016. And they're known for uh, taking part in these Ulfsmesa um uh, live show rituals, so to speak. And they're known for having more long-form, ambient, dark jazz uh, compositions with elements of, of pagan folk and metal. Um, and they embody something very dark and mystical. Um, and if you are familiar with bands like Ulva or Wolves in the Throne Room, so actually both uh, bands having a reference mm -hmm. to wolves, uh, you know, those bands both at some point moved away from black metal and they focused uh, focused a bit more on something more ambient and melodic and instrumental. So if you like those bands, you should definitely check out uh, Neith. Uh, they have six releases so far and most tracks clock in at well over six minutes. Some of them are even as long as 20 minutes. Um, and so this isn't thrash metal. This is definitely a different kind of metal, isn't it? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> the songs are definitely. two seconds long. No, we're not in that genre. <laughs> no, no, no thrash, no fastcore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and their latest collaboration was with Cyclical Law uh, from Canada, and it's a collection of uh, Neith's first four releases, which is a trilogy of tapes and a split release. And I can't pronounce the name of that record because it's all written in runes. <laughs> so okay. that's another indicator of you know what what they're going for. But uh, you can find it on their Bandcamp page. Okay, Neith until Eruhrai.
Tilleru Hrai from Nith. And uh, before we hear the final piece of music as we canter through Icelandic black metal, I have a friend who, I don't know whether he still is, but he was the singer in... Now, if he's listening to this, which is unlikely, I do want to get this right. It was either a black metal, a death metal, or a thrash metal band. But anyway, it was very noisy. Extremely kinetic was the way I would describe his performance. Very theatrical, actually, um, as well as being very noisy. And if you listen carefully to the music, if you only gave it a, a, a very cursory listen, you might just think it was all noise. You might not think there wasn't anything you know, terribly complicated going on. But in all of these genres of metal, all these different subgenres of metal, there is tremendous musical complication, tremendous musical structure to what is happening. It just very often happens that it's happening very quickly. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. And I love that you make this point because um, I feel that... Uh, in metal, there's definitely a tendency towards, uh, like you said, complexity um, and often uh, extremely, you know, adept musicians, people yes. playing their solos, you know, for long, long people playing their solos for ages um, and having, you know, a lot of uh, technical skills. So that that would that's definitely one group uh, sort of or one faction of metal. But one thing that drew me personally to black metal, which is what we're listening to on this show today, mm. is that especially the first wave, like I mentioned, is more akin to punk. And it has mm. a very uh, bare bones, meat, meat and potatoes uh, approach to it. So it could be people who almost have never played any instruments. So the drums can really just be just sort of one, two, one, two drums. Uh, of course, black metal does employ blast beats, which is extremely fast and oftentimes, especially with producers who maybe work on their own uh, are often replaced by a drum machine. And uh, as long as you, uh, you know, fuzz up the reverb and put some distortion in there, you can't really tell that it's not a human. Um, but uh, the, the first wave of black metal and then also other subgenres within metal have a different approach. They have an approach which is more um, just get out there and do it. And also without the technical skills, it definitely sounds noisier. Yes. Um, and there is a sort of authenticity to that, which is quite uh, antithetical to the um, sort of uh, very complex and, and ideological approach to making music found in metal, which of course it can sometimes find it root, its roots back to jazz. Uh, you know, a, a yes. lot of times people who play in metal bands, guitar, bass, uh, drums, yeah. they they often have either jazz musical training or they maybe end up playing jazz when they grow older. I've well, seen this it's, it's interesting, again, go back to my friend who was in that metal band, as well as being the frontman, as well as being one of the nicest, most gregarious, friendly, smiley people you'd ever meet in your life, and not necessarily having that persona when he was performing. His musical chops, if you like, he was a, a bassist in another more conventional sort of rock band as well. His musical skills were astonishing, absolutely astonishing, without without question. So mm -hmm. I think it, it's definitely the case that um, those musical talents are sometimes, not intentionally, but they are hidden by the sheer speed of the music that's played. Mm -hmm. um, so as we go through black metal, we've heard from uh, from Nith there. Uh, we've got time for one more piece, I think. Yes, indeed, we do, hopefully. 
Um, so the final band, uh, from my selections at least, because this is a bit of a mm. an overview of um, Icelandic musical history, but it's definitely not definitive. So this is, these are just some of my favourite picks. And my last pick for today is Nathra. And uh, this band features members of uh, Mistirming, who we mentioned earlier, Karpe Noctum, uh, Skaupe, Manveira and O, uh, and black and punk outfit Gravir. And on this band, we have the demonic vocals of Ö. So that's O with an umlaut. Um, and he's quite well known for his, his like you said, kinetic uh, mm, <laughs> performances. Mm. Um, and they, they play black metal akin to old school 80s and 90s bands like Mayhem or, or Blutaus Nord or Despel Omega. And they feature more despairing vocals that sort of howl and growl as opposed to the sort of uh, high-pitched screaming uh, that is often in a lot of these bands and they also incorporate a bit more emotional guitar work if I may use that word um, without wanting to suggest they're emo that's a different style of music um, but it's very moving and, and melancholic and um, I, I, I read somewhere while reading about them that um, something like it would be soul crushing if it wasn't soul liberating and I think I think that sums up heavy music very well uh, i am uh, you know definitely my parents over the years have opened my door and said oh my god what the hell are you listening to <laughs> and just slammed it shut um but I, I i find it also very uh liberating having this this noise just you know envelop you and uh sort of clear your mind yes um yeah all right uh, here so is here is fawn from nadra Kom till min satan! Kom till min satan! Gäv mig makt myrkrarna så ger mig torrt till mig liv i. Dessa satans runder hever turist!
Form by Navra. Black metal is what we've been listening to this week uh, and the history of Icelandic music through that particular genre. Quite a blast, I think, over the last half hour or thereabouts. I think so. I think so. Definitely the uh, noisiest show we've done yes. so far. <laughs> so far. Well, we'll look what has yet to come in the in future weeks, we're going to look at indie music next week. And again, indie music as it is today, I think it's fair to say, because indie is a word that has ceased to mean anything really, hasn't it, over the years. We're not talking about the strict uh, definition of records being independently released we'll get to that next week on the show so lydia thank you very much again for your time lydia athanasopoulou joining me on the show from siglifjörda today as she will again next friday here on ruv english where you can contact us anytime we are english at ruv.is you're listening to the ruv english podcast to hear more and for all the news from iceland in english just head to ruv.is english